everyone. This is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. We have such a fun show in store for you this week. I am talking with Chris Gonzalez, and we're going to talk about apologetics and navigating the dangers of the digital world. And you might think, how in the world do those things relate? Well, listen this week and you'll find out because they really do relate to one another. One definitely has to do with the other. Um, And so I am excited to have Chris here. He is a new friend of ours and I'm I'm not even sure how we got in contact with you, Chris. I know that you talked with my husband the other day for quite some time and he said, we got to get this guy on the show. He has a really amazing product. Um, You're doing GoodTube Kids, which is a new digital platform that has really great safe content for kids. So we'll talk a little bit about that later in the week. Um, But we're also, like I said, talking through apologetics and and how we're teaching these things to our kids and the importance of what our kids are being exposed to. But before we get into our conversation with Chris, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. Try them out for free. They come with a 100% money back guarantee. ctcmath.com. Well, um, Chris, welcome to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am so excited to have you with me. It's been so much fun chatting with you before we hit the record button. I always love getting to know my guests and the heart that they have for God's kingdom um, and the impact that they desire to make. So introduce to us yourself and your family and what it is you're doing. I'm I'm seeking you all out. That's kind of how we found each other because I, I wanted to work with you all and and be part of the great resources and community mm. that you're bringing to families. But we're up here in Alaska and it is beautiful weather today. It's 44 degrees. I just got back from Texas. It was 106 degrees. I told my in-laws I've been in saunas that were cooler than that. Oh but gosh. <laughs> um, my, uh, my wife and son and I, uh, we've lived here since 2017, came up here with my last uh, employer, my last career, and we love it in Alaska. He's nine years old. And we're getting ready for winter, and uh, but we're excited to be here today. That's awesome. It's so funny. Uh, we were talking before the show, and, and our listeners know this. I am a SoCal girl through and through. I was born and raised in Southern California. Um, my favorite place to be is sitting on the beach um, or maybe next to a pool or a lake or something. But I love the beach. I love sitting on the sand. I love the the cool breeze that comes with it and being able to have that sun beating down on me. But then just go into the water to cool off for a little bit and come back and have that sun beat down on me again. And so we were talking about the difference between living in Alaska and living in mm-hmm. California. And you said your son thinks it's too hot to go outside when it's in the 60s. <laughs> I was like, it's so funny because to us, I'm like, almost like, oh, girls, it's almost too cold to go outside. It's in the 60s. And so just how so our funny. bodies adapt. And, and again, it's so cool as we think through how God created each one of us so uniquely because you know what? People need Amen. Jesus in every part of the world. And so because of that, people need to adapt to different parts of the world. And uh, so so I love that you're there in Alaska doing ministry together as a family. Uh, I want to talk about apologetics first. And this is, this is a sure. really interesting um, topic for you to talk about. I, I want to start out first with Colossians 2.8. And I was thinking about this verse this morning, and it says this. It's going to be familiar, of course, to, to most of you. It says, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. See to it that no one takes you captive. And it's so cool that I was reading that this morning and thinking about that verse, and then I started preparing for us to talk together, and I just thought, oh, these go perfectly hand in hand with each other. And I want you to talk really quickly about a little bit about your past, because you 
were an FBI special agent. And I think this is absolutely fascinating. Um, I, I don't mm-hmm. think we've ever had an FBI special agent on the podcast with us. Um, but as you were in the FBI, you started to see that mm-hmm. there was a really big threat that faced our kids that, that we're facing today with our kids. What is that threat? And then let's talk through why teaching our kids apologetics is such an important part of facing this war that we're truly at with our kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I've been in law enforcement for 19 years. Uh, I just resigned from the FBI in January of this year to launch this, this new mission to protect our youth in the digital realm. But you're talking about apologetics. I didn't find apologetics until I was in the FBI. And I feel like I've been a strong Christian for many years since I was a youth, but I was working counterterrorism. I got into the FBI in 2009 and I was working counterterrorism and, and reading and studying counterterrorism and learning about this, uh, the views uh, within Islam, within radical Islam and then mainstream Islam. They have uh, a divergent set of views about what happened to Jesus on the cross, uh, who was Mary, how, what do Christians believe? And I realized that I, I knew that the beliefs were incorrect about the Christian theology, but I couldn't form a cogent, uh, succinct response in order to counter that. I, I just said, well, this isn't true. And so I started to explore how to form that response. And I found uh, Hank Hanegraaff, the Bible answer man. Yeah. And that was the start of learning what is apologia, what is Christian apologetics. And then I moved on to Dr. Craig with Reason- Reasonable Faith. And now fast forward, I'm a, I'm a pastor ordained through our church here in Anchorage. I'm a, they're kind of their resident apologist, and I'm able to speak on these topics. But something you mentioned about that, at the very base of, of each of us is a worldview, whether we acknowledge it or not. And so that worldview there, thereby sets the stage for what do we do in life? What do we believe is right or wrong? And so lead, let's fast forward all the way to now. I have a nine-year-old son. He was seven years old when he got what I call bit by YouTube, which is when uh, one mm-hmm. of our youth sees something on YouTube they shouldn't have seen. And then I went to YouTube Kids and it's worse. I can We can talk more about that later. But I realized that there's a real battle for the hearts and minds of our children. And it all starts with there are opposing worldviews and -hmm. other people think this is good for our children what we may think is not good for our children and so now we have to decide what is it that is good for our children to see in here and that's what led me down the path of leaving the fbi to fight an even bigger fight which was to protect our children in the digital realm wow Oftentimes we feel like the Lord's put us in place. Um, and so I'm, I'm certain for, as you were in law enforcement and the FBI for so many years, you knew that that's where the Lord had you for that time. And how cool is it that he was preparing you through that whole time? And, and you were doing other things that probably didn't have a whole lot to do with with the media, with the digital world that, that our kids are being yes, exposed correct. to. But that through that time, the Lord was preparing you for this very thing that you're doing right now, for this battle that you are facing. Um, as you were studying apologetics, what was the one thing or maybe couple of things that just really struck a chord with you where you went, oh, this is what I need to know. This is why I need to know it. And then passing that on, that that desire to pass that on to your son. Well, I, I as I studied Christian apologetics and was able to then respond um, to 
questions that either my fellow Christians had as they walked through their faith, and and I could realize I could help buttress their faith. I could strengthen their faith. I could embolden them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when the uh, Mormon knocked on the door, when the atheist came, I was able to sit down with them, and and I wasn't uh, put off immediately, or I, I, my my hackles didn't go up in the back of my neck, and I didn't feel threatened. I realized yeah. that I could speak with them, I could engage with them, and I had very good evidence to stand on. And so I want other Christians to feel that, to feel mm-hmm. that strength in their faith so they can go out and then evangelize without being fearful because they know they've trained. Just like in SWAT, I was in SWAT for many years. If you didn't train if and you got dropped into one of these um, operations, a war- high-risk warrant service or something like that, well, your knees would be shaken and, and you wouldn't feel prepared. But when you've trained and trained and trained, you know you're ready. Mm-hmm. And that's how I want our our fellow Christians to feel as ready. And more so, I don't want our children to wait until they're 30 to learn the word apologetics. Right. I don't want them to wait until they're adults to then start studying the evidence. Let's Let's encourage them when they're young to understand the evidence and to be prepared to live out their faith. And that's what we do with good two kids at the very base is the the christian worldview and then everything we do our cooking our fitness our hunting our careers is built off of that and so i want our youth to learn that that they don't have to they can be in the world but not of the world yeah well i want to talk more about that but let's take a break first we'll be right back no parent should homeschool alone You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward His creation. And BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call 1-800-845-5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Chris Gonzalez of Good Tube Kids. Um, It's so funny, before we got on, I kept saying God Tube Kids. And he was like, no, 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 it's good tube kids. <laughs> but you said you're trying to get God tube kids as That's well. Right. Um, but God but, is in there, but it's good right. tube kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so before the break, we were talking about how to, teaching our kids, the importance of teaching them to be in the world, but not of the world. How do we do that? Well, in there's a phrase I use in, in raising children and in our business here, intentional persistence. So simply persisting in what we're doing isn't always going to get you the effect you want because you may just be running into the same wall, but if you're intentional about it, if you're thinking about what you're doing, then we can be focused on our goal and we need to be focused on training our children. You know, we homeschool our son and I I say we, to be honest, my wife does a lion's share of the work. She does a great job, but uh, I'm there uh, throughout the day now with this new career and at night. And it's a a daily 24-7 engagement with our youth And we really, really need to teach them that we don't take our faith. And for the listeners that don't can't see my hands, 
I put my left hand out to the far to the left and I say, this is our faith. And then I put my right hand far to the right and I say, and this is my sports, my career, my friends, my dating and all these things. And it, the culture is telling your youth to separate the two and nary shall they meet. Mm. And we need to teach our youth that our faith is the bedrock that we build all of these other things upon. And it is what anchors us uh, in, in what is right and wrong to do in those things. And so uh, that's going to take the form of taking the time to have discussions. Last night, we were talking about uh, the reality. My son, nine, we were talking about the reality and evidence for God. And how can we know as Christians that he's really there? And so what do we do when we doubt? And then um, when we are, you know, with, with good two kids, what we're showing youth is how to work hard and work well, and let that be a light that shows shines back to your Christian faith. Because you talked about Christian apologetics. It says, always be prepared to give a reason, a defense for the hope that's within you so that when people ask, but the problem is if, if your life doesn't shine so that you have hope that people see, they'll never ask. Right. And we need to teach our youth to be above board, to live differently. Mm -hmm. And so we're very fortunate as homeschool parents, we get the opportunity to do that all throughout the day. You know, one of the things that we tell parents is, um, on average, youth are spending between uh, anywhere to six to 14 hours a day on a screen. Wow. And if they go to church and they also go to youth group, that's two hours a week. Mm -hmm. So two hours a week versus, let's say, seven hours a day on a screen. Mm -hmm. Who's winning the messaging war? Right. And, yeah. and uh, fortunately, as homeschool parents, we're able to be around our children more mm -hmm. and be the one that influences them uh, and be the voice that they hear and be help to be a filter and to protect them. So, uh, and to prepare them, that's the other thing we do, protect and prepare our youth. So you were talking about the, the, the most important thing you can do is to first be aware it's our responsibility to be intentionally persistent. And then we talked about, as we prayed before this episode, Philippians 4.13, I can do all through Christ who strengthens me because it's going to be exhausting. Mm -hmm. uh, but you've only got, you've got those first 18 years uh, to anchor, help anchor your youth because uh, the culture's coming for them. Yeah, yeah. How do we protect and prepare them? Um, I mean, I think that's so, it, right. it's easy to say, we just protect Absolutely. them and prepare them. <laughs> but actually putting that into practice, I even find it sure. difficult for myself with my girls. I've got a 13-year-old now and a 17-year-old. And even with them, I find it so difficult because we cannot, we can't protect them from everything. I mean, you know, they can go mm -hmm. to youth group mm -hmm. or to church on a Sunday morning and their friends are still going to have phones and mm -hmm. I, there's just, they are exposed. They, they have the ability and the, mm -hmm. the capability of being exposed to anything and everything. And so yeah. how do we, how do we combat that? Well, it's, that's a great follow-up question. You know, so often I'm trying to alert parents to the danger, right? Because we're not willing, we say in Alaska, you're not going to carry bear bells if you don't know there's bears. But once you realize there's bears, you're going to carry bear spray and bear bells and all these things. So once parents realize, like you said, that that they're going to be exposed, that we have to protect and prepare them, uh, now we can start to seek out resources for what we the arena that they're in, and then start to have those daily conversations. Mm -hmm. Now those can be guided by some of the great books that are out there, and I don't mean the great classics. Mm -hmm. I mean some simpler books that we can, like I have Dr. Craig's uh, 
attributes of God. And so when mm -hmm. Jeremiah was six years old, we were reading God is omnipotent. He's omniscient. And we're teaching him. What does, what does that mean? And I see it play out when he answers questions at kids life group. Um, but then getting involved in their lives. If we say, well, I take them to church and I take them to life group, but we don't know what's going on on their phone, but we don't know what videos they're watching on heaven forbid YouTube, unfortunately, or Netflix or some of these channels. If we're not engaged there, then we can't have conversations about what is it that you're watching. Now right. we don't, I'm not telling parents we need to just all move to the, to the woods and never be online again. With our bear bells and bear spray. <laughs> With our bear bells and bear spray. That's right. <laughs> I'm not saying that we should do that. That That's where the preparation comes in and the engagement. Um, I'm trying to think Sean, uh, he's with, uh, Biola. I can't think of his last name. His, his, his father's a great, uh, Sean McDowell. Mm -hmm. He does a great job of talking about some of the topics that your youth are going to be involved in. And then how do we address those topics? You know, he's a, he's a dad about my age, but he's involved with youth. That doesn't mean he acts like youth. He's involved mm -hmm. with our youth. And so getting involved with our youth, uh, and then engaging them where they're at, uh, but we don't have to act like children. I think some some people think, oh, we need to need to have our own TikTok accounts and use the same language. We'll never keep up with that culture. But like you said at the beginning, anchoring them so that they're not deceived by the philosophy of today. Yeah. Yep. We are out of time. We're going to come back on Wednesday. We're going to talk more about this. Tell people really quickly where they can find you. Talk. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about this on sure. Thursday, but very quickly, um, just give a, a quick clip of um, GoodTube Kids. What is it and where can people find it? Great. You can go to GoodTubeKids.com and uh, we're two things, a safe place for kids and a resource for parents. You can go there and sign up for our newsletter and find out more about what we are able to provide your children a safe place. Okay. Sounds great. We'll put links to that in the show notes. And you also have a newsletter that people can sign up for. Tell us really quickly about that. That's great. We have a free weekly newsletter with resources uh, from a wide variety of trusted sources that you can sign up for. It's free. Uh, you can get it in your inbox and I, I promise it'll be helpful. Okay. We'll put links to that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Chris, for being with us. We will see you guys back here on Wednesday. Stay tuned to the very end to hear a clip of what's coming up next on the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. And we will see you back here then. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com slash rocked. Christians, we lived in a really pretty protected environment, particularly here in the U.S. It was, uh, you know, based on uh, Christian ideals and principles. We've lived through that for some number of years, but for a long time, the tide has slowly been changing. Mm -hmm. And now it's at our doorstep. It's in our schools. It's at our doorstep. It's in our media. And so no longer can we just batten down the hatches, close the doors, close the windows, because we're gonna end up with no place to go. And so we need to go out and push back against the culture. So it's it's finally starting to happen in the digital realm, but there's a lot of things that just slip by, particularly because they're free. 
we think that they're free. Now, I always say, if it's free to you, then you're the commodity, right? Your eyeballs and time are what's paying for this. And so we're going to have to push back against that by making things somewhat inconvenient.